Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode four of the Modern Monks podcast. With me this evening, and as always, my partner in SAS, Easy E from AccuFit into Rule. Um, we'd just like to have a few little thank yous. Uh, obviously, AccuFit to Rule that I just mentioned, the big man shop. If you need a sprucing, get the, get the body on the right train to being healed. You go see the big dog out into Rule, soon to be Wollongong. Yeah. Come and check it out. And Shell Cove. Come wherever. We're taking over South Coast. <laughs> you are anyway. Got your girlfriend's over. Yeah. Um, get a movement. Uh, always keeping Eamon and I comfortable sitting down, legs crossed, even though Eamon's sitting on about 17 cushions tonight. I pulled a hip flexor, but thank you for sharing <laughs> that, bro. Um, Definition Fitness, the guys downstairs always looking after us and accommodating us, um, shooting our podcasts. Um, the guys are excellent. If you're ever looking for good muscle gain and fat loss, they're the guys to see. And on the opposite side of fat loss, we've got our other epic sponsor, Jimmy's Burgers. Every Friday night, that's our go-to. They are the greatest burgers in the Illawarra. If you haven't had one, do yourself a favor and get in there. You will not be disappointed. I think that just about covers up the, the thank yous and the welcomes. How you been? Been really good, man. It's been, a, um, it's been an interesting half month so far. June's been a bit hectic. Obviously, we've got the changes going on with the business and stuff like that. Life's been leveling a little bit. And um, I found there's been a little bit of uh, evolution going on in the body. You know, after last, we finished last episode and I got a lot of feedback from a lot of people that listened in. We're talking a lot about urgency and stuff that we settled on last episode. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been something that I've been thinking about um, my business, my personal life, where I'm at in that sense. Anything in particular? Because at the end of last episode, it was... Um we were we were touching on the like what are you afraid of and you made that epic statement of like your judgment at the end yeah like and it sort of sat true for me too because you always do think at the end of training session at the end of an exam at the end of pretty much anything you do like oh did i give that everything i could have and if you're asking yourself that question chances are no you didn't yeah you took a shortcut you cheated a little or you did whatever you had to do to to spare yourself a little bit of um, little bit of time or a little bit of effort or whatever it was to make it easy. Yeah. And I think that and life, that's the funny thing about that kind of statement and the funny thing about being honest with yourself is sometimes you don't know. Like it's taken me a lot of time and I feel like only really recently I've, I've figured out that I've, I, we have like 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day and the people don't realize 60 to 70,000 thoughts. And of all those thoughts, it might be like menial tasks, brush my teeth, do this, do that, but they're all habit patterns. And when you think about it and you, you look at your week and you look at your month and you look at your year and there's consistency in what you do, there's a day-to-day, there's, there's something that you do the same every single day. And you may be conscious of it, you may be unconscious of it. And I think that when we tied into that at the end, I really reflected on it afterwards because I find that a lot of times I'm lying to myself. I'm telling myself that, you know, that that was a good session or that like I did enough or I worked hard or like for example I have a client come in and some days if I'm in a not so great headspace and someone comes in and they're like oh this didn't work for me and I can't be I can't afford it or I can't come to the next treatment or I've got this excuse and that excuse sometimes I'm like if I'm on the front foot I'm fighting for that person because I really want to help them I'm like no you got to stop that mentality you got to nip it in the butt you need to get in for treatment enough's enough 
you know, whatever, 2017, 2018, something's different this year that it wasn't last year. But sometimes someone comes in and I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. And I catch myself in that moment. I'm like, Sorry, can't help you. Yeah, I'm like, if you don't, want, if you don't want my help, fine. And I sometimes I tell myself, hey, let it go, like water off a dustback. Someone doesn't want your help, it's fine. But then I leave that thing and I go, did I do that because it was for them, or did I do that for me? Because I didn't have that energy, I didn't have that effort that time. You've got to be careful too, because your trade in particular. And anyone that works a lot of face-to-face stuff, like it's just an energy transaction. Like you're literally giving away your energy to someone else every time you know you have a conversation or they have a question or something like that. It's very important in this day and age to manage your energy because emotionally you've only got so much to spend every day. Right. And it can be on that day that it's just like, don't care. Yeah. Okay, cool. Acupuncture didn't work for you. Oh, okay, your deep squat didn't improve. My bad. Yeah. That's my fault. Yeah. Wasn't that you didn't do training all week or you, you know, you deadlifted 600 kilos yesterday. You know, it's my fault. Yeah, sweet. All right, bye. Yeah. And it's so important to notice when that's starting to just tip one way or the other. Yeah. And it can come for a variety of reasons. And I, But I always thought for like the longest time that it came because life was saying to me, you can't help everybody. You can't save everybody. And I didn't realize that I'd built, I have, you have habit patterns naturally that you're conscious of or unconscious of where you, you make decisions every day, whether it's finishing that set, working a little bit harder, you know, you've got, a, you've got an extra bit of juice in the tank and you run an extra K, for example, mm. or, you know, you make, you've got, you've made, you don't need to cheat on your diet and you don't feel like doing it. So you don't, or you do. And you're like, what I do that for, for that, for that particular person, that setting. But in that treatment setting, I'm like, Am I doing this for me? Am I doing it for them? And when you catch yourself in these lies and stuff like that, I think it's interesting. Well, ultimately, that's like that's exactly what does happen though. Like whatever you're having trouble with internally manifests itself externally. And I know it pops up for me all the time and it like once you start to notice it, it pisses you off even more because you're like, God damn it. Like this is all so unnecessary. I could make everything run so much smoother if for five seconds I just stopped and thought about what I was saying. Yeah. Like every time Em and I have a fight and it's 90% of the time, sometimes it's her fault, but 90% of the time, it's generally me being cranky, short-tempered, annoyed about something that I'm doing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, yeah, it's your fault. You made me do this. And then five minutes later, I'm like, God damn it. Go and apologize, fucking asshole. Yeah. Like, there's no need to, to do that. But as soon as I unpack it, exactly what I said to her was just me shouting at me. Yeah, like don't do this and then the same thing happens when I come to um, to class and teach someone in the class will always ask a question that annoys me and it's a super simple question it's like oh is it the left foot forward or the right foot and in my head I'm like take a look around the room everyone's got their left foot forward yeah and in, like so you, I sort of you know clench the back of my jaw and I'm like it's the left foot but as soon as like you go through a little bit more and I put myself in that opposite position, I'm always the guy that asks all the little questions the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it, it's happening again. Like, yeah. So it's building that resilience up to one, be able to take what I give when I'm on the other side of things, but also to not let those little things bother you. Like there's no reason why that should actually get under your skin 
Mm. Other than the fact that during that day, I probably had something annoy me to an extent that I didn't have the energy to have that exchange and just say, oh, it's your left foot, bro. Take a quick glance. Like, it's no big deal. But those little things, they get the best of you. And it's always something that's going on internally that makes you snap. And then all of a sudden, you're blaming someone else for it. And if you're not in touch with that, then you're going to keep blaming them. And all of a sudden, it's a bit of a like, oh, they did this to me. They did that to me. But it's your fault. Yeah. Like, you're the one to blame. Well, but even but even like on a less like less responsibility wrong or right standpoint, it doesn't matter. At the <laughs> end of the day, it doesn't matter if someone's right and 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 you're wrong or you're right and they're wrong. Because ultimately, it's affecting it's affecting you. It's your headspace. It's your actions. It's your life. It doesn't really matter if you know someone was shitty in customer service today, or you know you're working in a school and someone some kids causing. A, causing a ruckus in class and you want to reprimand them or if you're in a clinic or if you're at the gym or whatever it is it doesn't really matter because ultimately you, you need we need to recognize what's happening in that moment and why we're acting that way and why we're reacting and what what we're seeing in that external external setting that's reflecting some internal dysfunction because there's no way there's no there's no chance that you're 100% right all the time can't be and there's no way you're 100% wrong all the time well it's perfect like it's funny that you said that because we were literally talking about it i don't know if it was earlier today or yesterday but allowing yourself to be wrong is allowing yourself to grow yeah so if we sit down and i'm telling you you know one on one equals two and you go actually if you go one plus this and this and one you know it doesn't actually equal two and there's this mythical area that it actually equals this like the way i was taught where i grew up now i could sit here and go Look, mate, I think it's possible that you might be drinking your own bathwater. Or I can go, okay, tell me more about that. Enlighten me in what you know. So I'm opening myself up for more knowledge. And then I may be right, you may be wrong, doesn't matter, but I've allowed myself to open up to something that could be a further possibility, something that could be a bigger picture. But if you just straight away go, nah, you're an idiot. Yeah. You're never going to give yourself that opportunity. Yeah. So like, you know, the one plus one thing is probably a shitty example, but, you know, in any shape of things, you know, a handstand, for instance, I would consider myself getting towards being a good coach and I would know a fair bit about teaching someone to get from point A to point B in a handstand. And you could come into the class and go, oh, but I heard this. Instantly, my, my I can already imagine that situation and my neck would just be like, yeah. shut up mate what do you know like yeah. you've done three handstands in your life but what you've said might be 100% true Yeah. and if I'm going to be an arrogant dick and not take that into consideration then I'm stopping myself from being able to grow further and being able to give more long term Yeah. so if you assume you're right about everything you've, you've, you've given yourself a ceiling you can't grow past that 100% I couldn't agree more and I was thinking it's actually reminded me of something because I'm terrible with money, terrible with finances, right? Guilty. I like I just, it's Maybe just that's every time. Maybe we, that's why we're friends. I think so, man. <laughs> we suck. Yeah, we just suck. We're gonna put it together, and yeah. hopefully that just <laughs> two negatives make a positive. The old maths. When I was, um, obviously everyone's reading and like uh, applying that barefoot investor book, right? One of the things he said to I me, tried, tried I tried, I failed at that too. Yeah. I sucked at it, man. It's harder than you think. Yeah. I'm so lucky. I've got a wife and then a money man for the business. Shout out to M and Dubs. <laughs> you guys keep me afloat. 
for now anyway. <laughs> um, and he, he said, there was something interesting in the first, I remember like distinct when you're talking like the first chapter, he said something like, why are you with the bank that you're with? And I was like, I don't know, I'm with ComBank because I'm with ComBank. And they go, chances yeah, no, are... No uh, shout outs to big corporate businesses right now. Yeah. Really like, with, uh, like Triple J, no shout Yeah, <laughs> no brand. insert bank name there. <laughs> and, I, and they were like, it goes, chances are that your family is part of that bank or part of that organization they've been in with. And then you just naturally went into it and they got you from a young age. And I was like, all of my banking decisions about my money, about the energy you know, that you receive value for service is on is part of some bank, right? But that's like that's the information that you're getting is from one bank, but it's from an action that somebody else made without me knowing. I just somehow subconsciously jumped onto this bank and now I'm with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you so hereditarily joined a bank. Yeah. But I had no I didn't make no active choice in that. So my finances have been affected by my choices with that. Like the low interest thing or whatever the hell, right? It's like you made choices unconsciously based on your environment providing and facilitating a thing. So when you look at that and you extend that into every other choice that you make, like how you can't take full responsibility about being wrong or being right in certain situations because you've just been handed certain information, like certain guarantees of life that you will always have a family around you, that you will always have friends around you, that you will always be financially sound, that you will always have a good career. All these things are been provided by examples by other people but they're not necessarily set in stone they're not necessarily guaranteed mm. and they're only guaranteed because someone else has provided that so that environment around you is so important so critical to make active choices for yourself but recognize that they're not all your own choice yeah and that's the it's it's kind of a, a catch-22 isn't it because on one hand it comes down to trust but on the other hand like you completely like it's not even about you try it's an unconscious decision that you're just going along with yeah like you know you can put it down to oh yeah well why would they lead me astray they did it it will work for them it would work for me but then there's this other side that it's like there's no conscious thought behind it whatsoever and you're just going with it for shits and geeks like you just get led down this path yeah it's nuts and you just you extend that to all groups it's like you, your neighbor next door may be your best friend, but he's really only your best friend because you kind of grew up together, or he or she or whatever. And you like you look at it and you go, it's proximity. If someone next door wanted to play click, cricket in the street with you, suddenly your best friend, suddenly you've gone through a lot of shit together, and now in your life you may have someone in your life who's a drag, who's just like somehow just like killing you from like you know being a toxic person or something like that, and you don't even know it because it's just proximity. And certain things have been provided in your setting around you and you have to recognize what's serving you and what's not serving you. And it's, it's fucking hard. It's but it all comes it? back to like... Yeah. And it's that, old, it's that old thing. Like, And when you're young, you don't really think too much about it. It's like when your parents used to say, when you grow up, you're lucky to still be in contact with one person that you went to school with. Yeah. When I was going through school, I was like, mom and dad, you must have had the shittest friends ever. Because all my friends are the best. I'm going to be friends with them for forever. Keeping contact with everyone. Like, you know, my wedding will consist of everyone that I went to school with. We're going to Sizzler once a month. Once a month. (laughs) Catch up at Sizzler with Eamon. (laughs) Fucking Sizzler. But it's not the case. And it's been something that I've been marinating on a lot with growth. And you never like 
the idea of letting people go or you never want to admit that your friendship drifted away with someone you know anytime someone goes oh who's this you're like oh yeah yeah we're super tight you know we yeah. talk shit we don't talk at all yeah. but we were really good friends back in the day and that's all well and good it doesn't mean you guys are crap friends or you're bad people or anything like that just life takes one person this way and another person that way like everyone is not meant to be together forever like you know friendships come and go for whatever reason and whatever chapters you are in your life and it's interesting because lately it's been a lot of like in my own life questioning a lot of you know the people I have around me and how I intertwine with them um, you know what I can give to them and essentially what I can take back you know their energy obviously feeds me and um, you want it to be a good relationship where it's give and take because otherwise you know someone's going to get jacked you're stealing all their energy or their ideas or you know all their positivity and they're going to be like listen I don't want to hang out with you anymore yeah, right. you're a crappy friend I'm taking my ball and I'm going home yeah. but and it so I've probably tangented off a little bit there but what, I, what I'm getting at is the fact that people spend so much time worrying about maintaining certain friendships for whatever reason it is but there's always a superficial reason behind it the perfect example is you and I specifically superficial friendships well there's, there's always an ulterior motive behind stuff like you and I um, we're good friends we can talk shit we can tell each other whatever we want doesn't matter it's always going to be taken with a grain of salt partly because we always talk so much shit and you never know if anyone's being serious but in the sense of professionalism where we're moving towards at the moment and we'd both be kidding ourselves if we didn't say this wasn't a motive to pursue our friendship further is the fact that we can help each other professionally oh 100% like what you bring to the table is completely separate to what I bring to the table but they mesh so well together so there's that superficial background to you know the lovely upfront friendship that we do have and if anything were to ever happen I'm sure there would be that little bit of like hesitation because oh shit business was doing so good when E was here I don't want to lose that oh I'll start sucking up his ass and you know I'll ask him over for dinner I'll uh, I'll, I'll see if I can go mow his lawn change a tyre because he can't do that much manly stuff <laughs> Oh, you know, lift, sure. lift heavy things. Sure. What else, bro? Just feeble, am I? <laughs> yeah, you make. But to good... unpack that further, it's like I think the fact that you can say that, and I take that on board and go, "Yeah, sweet," is is so important because I, I look at that and I go, "I know, I feel like I know pretty much exactly where I stand," and that makes it easier to have a friendship because I can go, "Yeah, we have friendship, but let's just put that aside because we both got big dreams that may run in the same Parallel. channel for a while." Yeah parallel baby and you just don't know when that's going to run out yeah but I think and it's like you just said that's the beautiful part of the friendship is that we're both conscious of that so I think it's easier to manage yeah you know maybe yours goes a little left mine goes a little right but I mean we're always going to have that core that we can sort of stay in the same touch and there's always going to be an element that we can help each other out and remain friends through thick and thin Mm. but I think where people get stuck is that they think oh you know I owe this person something so now I'm going to bend my back trying to make it up to them when really I just want to be over here, you know, going about my business, chasing my dreams, doing other things. But you hold yourself back because of this commitment you feel like you have to fulfill. But even further than that, 
what you're doing is avoiding, you know, whatever it is over here that, you know, the greener grass on the hill, you're avoiding that internally because you feel like you're not worthy, you're not ready, you know, any of those little insecurities that start to pop up when change starts to occur. So you instinctively hold on to the thing that reminds you of the sameness that you've been having. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you're clinging to that friend that you think you owe, you're telling yourself you owe something to so you can hang around in this little, you know, pool that you've been cruising in for so long and you're so comfortable in. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that slips away and you resent the friend for holding you back when you could have been out exploring your, you know, human potential and discovering, you know, unconscious divinity. Yeah. Yeah, just on a weekend <laughs> but or not though right yeah like, all that stuff is all that stuff is self-awareness and all that stuff is acceptance i think it's a decision of like when you look internally when you when you look at a relationship and you go like we look at ours and go it's a business side of things so we reprimand each other on that we keep each other accountable on that and then on a personal level we try and do the same thing right but in different ways but i'd be lying if i said i wasn't a narcissist i'd be lying if i said that I, my ego wasn't huge and that everything that I do is within my own self-interest and if you told me that you were doing this for like because you're Jesus incarnate and you're the Dalai Lama and Mother Teresa all packed into one I would just I'd say chosen one yeah cho- chosen yeah. one alleged chosen one then I you know what I mean who was oh, just doing you wrote me an email <laughs> right. said send me a text you're the chosen one so if you if you said to me that you, you that there wasn't something out of this relationship that you didn't want I'd be I would be more unsettled by our joint venture moving forward, right? So if, someone's, if someone said to me, if one of my friends came to me, and I actually had a conversation with a mutual friend the other day, and he called me up and I was talking about something. I was talking about doing an Ironman and running and stuff like that. And he was like, <laughs> I hope you're not... Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, bro. Sometimes I do things. I call bullshit. Yeah. It was a triathlon, actually. You're going to do a triathlon? Yeah. Well, I was going to, you know... <laughs> Shout out to everybody. Uh, anyone who wants to sponsor... Uh, Potential, it's going to be in the ocean, so potential drowning beluga whale um, if I make it on the bike and a run as well. Um, but that's not it. All right, there. so yeah, you were talking about a triathlon. So allegedly like, talking about tri- a triathlon. I kind of feel like this might have happened in a dream state. And, my, and one of my friends who was going through a bad time said to me, uh, or he got in a crappy headspace, he's like, I hope you're not referring to something else that I'm doing. And I said, look, let me just interject here. I don't want to talk about you right now. I'm talking about myself because I want to air out something like that. I've heard you talk about your stuff. Now we're talking about my stuff. And when I finish, we can talk about your stuff. I need you as my friend to help me unpack this. We can't just talk over each other. You know what I mean? Otherwise, nothing. I leave the conversation. I go, fuck, we just spoke for 45 minutes and I have no idea what I'm doing moving forward. You help me. I help you. It's like a friendship. It's like a synergistic quality. Is that it's a relationship? Isn't it odd though how people like sort of instantly just go like their insecurity comes out straight away and they're just like, "Whoa, wait, hang on. Are you talking about me?" Like, and you're like, "No, all right. Come to your farm. Focuses on me right now. Spotlight. Yeah, Yeah, it's shining the light on me. But it happens. It's everyone does it. It's like as soon as you hear something, you're like, "Wait, was that a stab at me?" Yeah. It's like shit. Am I really that insecure that I think everyone's talking about me all the time? Are they all talking about me all the time? Yeah. They could be. They could be. But not in this case. Eamon okay. needed some help. Yeah. And I openly asked... For, that was the thing. Is like I openly had to... I had to shut the convo down and be like, I need help because I need your guidance as my friend. You know what I mean? And I think that 
like when you look at an unpack a relationship like that and and some of this stuff may not have may have gone unsaid before where he just left that conversation or she left that conversation just walked away going fuck i think amy's talking about me behind my back or whatever but that's that's not a he nor there that's not about what i was talking about but when we look at relationships and we look at that those aspects is that there is a quality in which all the people in around us we need them you need your parents you need your friends you need your work colleagues you need all these people who are part of a community entity but you need their feedback to give you an indication of whether you're making good choices or bad choices for yourself whether you're acting in accordance to whatever your inner truth is and whatever your inner truth is if everyone around you tells you everything's fucking cotton candy and great I don't think you are doing great because you still need to evolve you still need to move forward everyone's telling you it's wrong they're also wrong my dad used to always say if you're not making mistakes you're not making much and like that just rings true for me like everyone that says to you oh yeah you're doing really well and I've got no feedback for you like oh maybe you should think about not doing this maybe you should go easy on the handstands on Instagram for a little while like anything like that if someone's not willing to tell you you need to change your circle up yeah you need people to be like listen we get it you're doing this you're doing that maybe think about doing this and not doing that you know, change the game a little bit because if someone's not challenging you, they're not going to help you change. They're not going to help you evolve. And it's that same old thing that um, if, like as we said before, if you can't admit that you're wrong or that, that aspects of your life need work, then you're shutting yourself off to that evolutionary change, that evolutionary shift where you can go from you know a to z eventually and except in, if you're sitting there and you're like you know my life's sick you know i do this i did that i got a cool car and i go on a holiday once a year i'm killing it yeah maybe that's the life that you want to live i don't know but to me that just seems empty and repetitious you know if there's no steps forward what are you really achieving like if you're just happy to sit and swim in the shallows, like you know, you're never going to get that excitement of playing in the waves or any of that sort of stuff that you know really is the essence of life. You know, to me, you know, obviously there's people that don't have yeah. that same ideology, but I just feel like if nothing's changing, boredom sneaks in. You know, everything becomes a little bit monotonous, and the excitement kind of fades. And that's where you see people making shitty decisions in life and it starts to go a little bit downhill. And, you know, I just think if you're surrounded with people that are going to lift you up, are going to help you drive forward, are going to help you achieve your goals, then, you know, it won't be long until you have new friends or until you have different friends and different circles because that's how it goes. When you are on that path, everyone gets to certain points and you start to branch out and you start to go into different subgroups and you start to do different things. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the more variety of people you have in your life, the more susceptible you are to growth and success because you can't just sit and eat a bland, you know, rice by itself all day. You know, you throw some spices in, you get some vegetables, some protein whatever you need mix it up all of a sudden you've got a beautiful creative bowl of food now for everyone at home that's not following the bowl of food is your life (laughs) all right beautiful spiced up 
bright colors, good tasting variety in your life. Mm. And I just don't think people are very open to that anymore. And I think that they get so caught up in the, this is how it has to be, that they're missing on how it could be. Mm. Yeah. And I think that like through an extension of what we were talking about at the start is you don't know this until you admit that maybe you haven't made the best choices. Do you know what I mean? That's, it's not necessarily looking externally and going, fuck, Will's right. I, I don't think that I'm getting along with my friends and everything's not really good. Ah, oh, my fucking friends. I knew it was those. I knew it was I everyone knew it was else's you. fault. It's everybody it's else's everyone fault. Everyone else's fault. You guys have been holding me back. Yeah. yeah. But how many people are going to do that? Yeah. But this is... and. This is, the, this is the flip side of everything is this. You can harp on about this all day and every time it happens, I nearly said it to you a minute ago when you were talking about that conversation and you said that um, the person you were talking to was like, oh, wait, are you referring to me? Now, if you flip that situation around, have you manifested in that person to ask that question so you could put your foot down no, this is about me. So you could have some me time moment and have that little rant and outburst. Mm. Were you giving yourself permission for that from that conversation happening? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's always that deep step forward where you go, hang on, what's really going on here? Is, is this me or is this, you know, actually them? Yeah. There's, that, there's always, it's a very slippery slope when it comes to a point and it's like, you know, it's very easy to go, oh man, they're so caught up in their bloody insecurities and what they're thinking about. They're not listening to my problems. But did you do that to someone earlier and that's why it's coming back to you? Yeah. Or, you know, is that happening to you right then and there because that person's actually crying out for an ear and you're not listening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fuck. It's yeah. heavy. But it's you, a, it's a, slippery slope, a slippery slope, man. You could slope. just dive straight down there. Fuck you and Alice going down to Wonderland, mate. <laughs> oh, like, How do I get back out? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I can see the light, but it's such like a high yourself, It's like unpacking it deeper. You just can't get out. <laughs> yeah, All of a sudden, you're just sitting in the fucking <laughs> shovel. You're like, God damn it. Pull again. Water. Shit, I've done again. it again. Amen. <laughs> Help me out. I'm done it with you, bro. Drop the rope. <laughs> Someone drop the rope. But I think that's like... And that, that extension of that is like... When... Yeah, when, when, I, when I was having that conversation, I heard myself telling me and giving me doubt on one side. Mm. And I recognize that in itself. And I recognize myself as not being a very good listener and making situations about myself and being like, how does this impact me? How does Will's story impact what I'm doing right now? How can I learn from that? Instead of being like, shut the fuck up, bro. Listen to your friend. Your friend needs some advice. Just be fucking present. How about that? How about you just do that for a change? Instead of being like, I wonder how I can... I wonder how I can marinate. Yeah, geez, what did he later. just say? Yeah. How is this? You know, I was having, I had this conversation. So I've been like writing a lot while I talk to people. And I only said to a friend I was having a chat with the other day, because I just noticed people say absolute gems. And then later I'm like, fuck, what did they say? What did that mean to me? But now, so when I'm talking to someone on the phone, I have a chat with someone catching up about whatever it is. I have my journal there and I'm like writing down. And I'm writing these things and I put it in quote marks and I start to draw a pretty picture around it. And I'm like, holy fuck, I've missed the last yeah. 40 seconds of this conversation. And, you know, sure, I've got this one jam written down in this pretty picture that makes absolutely no sense. But I've disserviced myself by not being present enough to listen to what's going on. And I've disserviced my friend by not, you know, being able to contribute because I'm too busy drawing a stick figure doing a handstand. Yeah. You know, and it's... 
it's that level of, you know, you need to be able to take stuff in to be able to take stuff away. But also, if you go in a little too selfish, you're actually shortchanging yourself because you're missing out on what could be the golden nuggets that you're supposed to be hearing that day. Yeah. You know? So you've got to find that so happy medium. And I don't think it's I don't think it's as easy as being like I think being aware of it and recognizing it's, it's in the constant. Moment, it's constant. Yeah. Like you there's no way I don't even reckon Buddha could sit there and take it all in. Like, yeah, sure, maybe Yoda, because, you know, he's a pretty enlightened cat. But I just think there's an element of knowing all of this stuff and then there's putting it into practice constantly. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm about seven to nine minutes behind the eight ball when it comes to this stuff. I say something, I react, and then I'm like, God damn it, I did it again. I should not have made that rash decision I should not have said what I said I should not have made that play I could have waited a couple more minutes I needed to think I needed to breathe god damn it why Mm. and then I'll journal about it and say next time do this and then the next time I did it again maybe that run time's a little bit shorter though maybe it is but I think being conscious of it is a really good step forward yeah you know implementation is obviously key in everything you know knowledge is power power is wasted unless implemented yeah so it's good to have the skills. It's good to have the knowledge. It's also good to know when and how to use them. Mm. So like slowly building ways of implementation, working it into your life so that it becomes second nature. It becomes those automatic habits that you spoke of earlier. Yeah. You know, and it takes a long time to get rid of the old shitty habits you have. So it takes a lot of time to get it going, to get the things that you want to do happening. But think about, it, think about it, it's not even just one decision here and there. I mean, that's what you do to take that first step. But you're combating sixty to 70,000 thoughts a day. Mm. And they're little choices. They're choices to react, yeah, to larger macro situations, but also micro situations. After, after our last podcast, I picked up, and it was straight after you said, like, your judgment is what you fear at the end of the day. And so, like, I journal, I normally journal every day, twice a day, morning and night. And when I, since I got back from my honeymoon, I've been really crap with it. And it wasn't until the podcast last week. And I changed everything around. And that's how I've adapted. Um, how you do one thing is how you do everything is my mantra at the moment. Love it. And so I'm trying to apply that across the board, whether it's training, whether it's a routine, whether it's um, keeping stuff clean at home. So like, for example, when I get out of bed, I normally just leave it and try and let Emma sleep because it's super early in the morning. But now I'm getting out of bed and I'm pulling my corner of the bed back over to semi-make it because that's an action of leaving something finished. Mm. So I then walk out and if I see something sitting on the floor, I'm trying to get into that habit of pick it up and put it away now rather than that can wait till later because if you keep making everything wait till later, you'll start to make other stuff wait for later that yeah. shouldn't be being left for later and I noticed when I started paying attention all of a sudden you know I went from being that young enthusiastic cat well, I'm still young but uh, and still enthusiastic but I went from being You're that guy that's <laughs> not a cat I went I went from showing up 10 minutes early to everything to like 10 seconds early for everything like yeah. borderline late for every appointment that I would make it's like that's a really bad habit to fall into and that comes from going that can wait you wait till the last possible minute to do everything everyone does it 
phone bills, petrol. Who the fuck fills their car up when it's half empty? No one. Everyone waits till it gets to the bottom. Sociopath, yeah. So you do... <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. But it's like... But then you start to do the same thing with your body and we've had a conversation about that. Like, if you're not nourishing your body when it's half empty and you wait till it's empty... It's too late. Your body's not going to survive. You, you're going to give yourself fatigue. You're not going to be able to perform at your best. So all these things carry over to different aspects of your life. And you can sit there and you can think to yourself, oh, this is a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Bullshit. Do it in your own life. Play with the variables. And I promise you, everything will cross over. If you're the kind of person that leaves something um, to the last minute, I guarantee you're showing up to uni late. I guarantee you're showing up to a class late. I guarantee you don't turn up to do your yoga class until a couple of minutes before or maybe even right on time. All these things will carry over. Yeah. You know, if you don't fill up your car until it's bone dry, guarantee in some stage you are fatiguing yourself so much that you probably can't even sleep well. Yeah. You know, all these things carry over from one aspect to another. So after that conversation we had, I've made it a conscious effort and I'm not perfect at it yet. I know I've got a bloody basket of clean washing sitting at the end of my bed right now that I haven't made time to put away. But I'm conscious that it's there and I'm conscious that I need to get it done so I can break the chain. Yeah. You know, and that's so for the next little bit, however long it takes to set that habit, that's my thing. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And if I want to achieve perfection to whatever level, in my handstand practice in my business then I need to be achieving that in my personal life yeah you know I need to be achieving it across the board otherwise if one thing falls everything falls it's a house of cards yeah I love that because that just applies to everything how are you going to become the person that you want to be like like Jordan Peterson someone like that who's come to like you know so popular of late right if you don't clean your room (laughs) I've never heard of him you've never heard of him (laughs) If you, don't, if you don't clean your room, how are you going to do anything of value? Like, how, how are you going to change the world if you can't do the fundamentals right, the basics right? Everyone wants to go from... everyone. I, I'm guilty of it every single day. I want to get to B and I'm still at A and I'm like, okay, like how am I going to get that multi-billion dollar contract for acupuncture from like the world sports team or whatever? How am I going to get there? I'm like, should I do a Facebook ad? What should I do? And I look around my office. It's a little bit dirty. Stuff's cluttered. And I don't. I look at that and I go, Facebook ad. What am I going to do to get LeBron in here? How do I do that, right? And you make that. That's a choice. I had that moment to make a choice, and I decided against it to stick in my habit pattern. And that habit pattern just filters into all aspects of your life, like you were saying. And I think that everyone, everyone's guilty of it. And you recognize in the moment when you're making a choice that you always make. That's part of this 60 to 70 hours thought a day where you don't change what you're doing. And whatever it is that motivates you, if it's like that conversation we had the other day about time and about urgency, if that's important to you, if you look at your life and you're like, shit, I don't know how much time I have left. But I want to get remembered and like you want to get remembered as one of those people who was like, he was a good person, he was a kind person and he got shit done. You don't want to be a person who's like, oh, he had about 400 unfinished projects. <laughs> Great. You, you don't want to be that person that dies and then you like you leave your kids to open up your filing cabinet and it's just shit. Yeah. It's, it's just drawings on the spaceship or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, I, mean? I couldn't do it in real life so I drew stick figures <laughs> of it. 
Yeah. It's and it is, man. It's it's super powerful to for, like I feel like we've made a good first step. We're conscious of the fact that that is how things work. And I used to be very skeptical. I used to be like, just because I don't make my bed doesn't mean I can't do this. And then I started noticing little things around my life. Like I would walk past a piece of rubbish on the road and not put it in the bin. How hard is it to bend over, pick something up, put it in the bin on your way past? Like you're literally walking that way anyway. Mm. So it's like make the effort to do that and you'll make the effort to do other things. And eventually those things add up and you're, you're just automatically achieving things that should be hard work but they're not because it's then a habit you know you, you're climbing the mountain without knowing it because you've just been taking gradual little steps forward yeah you know picking up the rubbish then all of a sudden you're tucking your shirt in to go to a meeting you're looking a little bit more presentable and then people all of a sudden go oh geez that guy was really well presented like he must look after himself you know he must do this he must do that and all of a sudden their perception may be completely wrong of you but that's going to dictate how their relationship builds with you, you know? And this day and age, that's all we've got is relationships with people. Because yeah. if you don't, if you can't intermix with the people that are around you, then you're not going to be able to move forward and, you know, leverage people's, you know, knowledge and power in certain aspects of life. Life's too hectic. Life's way too hectic. People are coming in and out of your life all the time. When we look at social media, look at Facebook, look at how things are set, right? I was talking about this the other day with one of my patients. He's an ex-practitioner. And he's saying no one ever wants to answer the phone. When you call someone, they don't want to answer. People don't want that interaction. Everything is, you know, text, email, well, whatever. Well, it's so much right? easier to say no to someone via text. Yeah, exactly. Now you say, I never got it. Now, Bitmoji. Yeah. Like, we don't even text no more. Yeah. It's just this series of little cartoon character photos. Yeah. Which are hilarious, but... You know, the disconnections getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. Because like, and how, oh, I can't even dive into that rat hole. Like, it's just, it's, let's go back, let's back up because otherwise we'll tangent off. But the point I think we're trying to make here is that relationships with people are more important now than ever because everyone is getting disconnected, not only with themselves, but with the environment around them. And I think that, it's a very powerful thing to be able to communicate well with other people, you know, and it, it does worry me a little bit about raising a child in this world because, you know, it's getting more and more screen oriented and, you know, everyone's down here and looking at their phone. It, it worries me severely because no one, everyone makes a conscious effort to do it on some level, I'm sure. But no one goes and just does something for the pure joy of it anymore. You know, mm. it's like, I have to do this because I'm going to take an Instagram shot. Or I have to do this because my trainer said I have to. Or I have to do this because so-and-so did it. You need to change that terminology to I have to, to I get to. Well, yeah, I get to. Yeah. It's a gift that I can go and jump in the cold ocean. You know, it's a gift that I can walk barefoot and, you know, in a park that's surrounded by trees and rivers or whatever it is instead of oh it's a chore to leave the house yeah. you know and it's just and that reconnection comes not externally it's not going to come from something online it's not going to come from anything around you it's going to come from within you said a brilliant thing um, 
when we had one of our retreats and it was unplugged because we call the retreats unplugged because we're unplugging ourselves from society a little bit and we go and just hang out with people phones go away and he said when you're sitting and meditating or sitting and watching the sun come up it's a beautiful experience you can ground yourself you can become a part of that exact moment but if you're too busy trying to catch the perfect photo of that moment you can't look at the photo later and ground yourself or be in that moment again you lose the rawness you lose the realness of that precise moment when you can just melt into the universe and become a part of it yeah you know a photo sure you can look back on it and go gee that was beautiful but you can't have that moment back. So why shouldn't you soak it up for all it's worth? Like em and I went for a walk this afternoon. Uh, it was the first time I've walked back down past the ocean pools that have been closed for the last year and a half. And it used to be my, well, it still is, it's, but it was my favorite spot in Wollongong to go over like of an afternoon or a morning, either at sunset or sunrise. And Em, as she was walking out the door, she's like, I'm going to leave my phone here. I was like, fuck it, me too. Yes. And we walked and we talked and we just soaked in the beauty that was sunset and I went for a swim and it was just perfect. It wasn't a worry, like no one could contact us and it was just really nice and it's been so long since I've had a moment like that. It was just, yeah, and just talking about that really reminded me of like, you know, being able to ground and being able to soak into that space and you know, become a part of the, the bigger picture. Yeah, check in, touch base, Beautiful. see where the big man's going. I reckon, brother. I reckon that might uh, wrap us up for Ep Four. Um, if you didn't follow that one, guys, I know we probably tangent a little bit, but we really wanted to touch on, you know, the relationships of internal and external factors in our life, what we project on ourselves and what we project on other people. Taking ownership, being responsible of that, and recognizing that you're not wrong, you're not right. It just is what it is, and you have to act and adapt to change things to how you want them to be. Yeah. Went slightly longer. For episode four let us know what you think if the content was up to scratch but um thanks again guys we really appreciate the listens and the views um we love the feedback so keep it coming in um we're really enjoying this ride so thanks for being a part of it much love thank you yeah